Hi, my name is Sonia Gronson. I'm on the Brown women's ice hockey team, and you're listening to College Hockey Talk. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matthew, and thank you for listening to another episode. On today's episode, I'm joined by Sonia Bjornsson, who is a member of the Brown Women's Hockey Team. In this episode, we talk about Sonia's college hockey experience with both Providence and Brown. We talk about Sonia's journey to college hockey, and we also have some fun in the non-hockey segment as well. I do want to point out this episode was recorded a few weeks ago before Brown season ended this past week, so I just want to let you know that some of the questions might seem a bit outdated. However, I feel like they still apply because the second half of the season could also mean uh, next season as well, so I just want to let people know of that. But before we get into today's episode, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow us on social media, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter at College Hockey Talk. You can also watch this interview on our YouTube channel as well, where you can watch some of our older interviews as well. Also, make sure to follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our Apple podcast page and leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I would truly appreciate it if you did those things. Now, without further ado, here's today's episode with Sonia. I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest, sophomore from the Brown women's hockey team, Sonia Bjornsson, joins the show today. Sonia, welcome to the podcast, and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Now, it's hard to believe that you finished the first half of your season already, so my question is, um, what have you taken away from the games you've played so far, and uh, how would you evaluate your team's performance as of now? Um, I think our record maybe doesn't exactly show like the progress we made, I think, throughout the season. We're definitely rebuilding our program. Um, we just got a new locker room and everything this year, which is exciting. But um, I think this next half will be really telling of like all the work we put in and how far we've come. Um, we've definitely been in almost all of our games, if not all, just like – sometimes hasn't been going our way but yeah and how is your team approaching the second half of the season and what are some of your goals and expectation expectations for that second half of the year um I think we have a lot of winnable games coming up like that will be really big in determining our if we can get a playoff spot so um that's definitely our focus right now like we're we're in the mindset of playoff hockey um which I think is a good thing um so that's that's kind of our goal is just to, to earn a spot. Um, and I definitely think we can do it. We have we have the tools we need. So I think it'll be a good half coming up. Yeah, and looking at the second half of the year schedule, you have a lot of big games in your conference uh, coming up. Uh, so just talk about what it's like playing in the ECAC and just the competition you face every night. And how does this playing style in the ECAC differ from the playing style that you used to play in, in Hockey East? Um, yeah, the, it's definitely fun in the ECAC. Like, I feel like there's a lot of good rivalries, um, like especially between the Ivies, which is fun. Um, I, they're not – I mean, they're not like that different. I think Hockey East – was maybe a little like faster um, where sometimes I feel like the ECAC is a little more physical. Um, but I mean, college hockey is college hockey. So. Yeah. Do you think that physical style of play like benefits your game uh, more than the kind of the more fast paced style of play? Um, I mean, I think like you could find a way to like work your skills into every game. I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself like really a physical player. I'm pretty small. Um, but like speed wise, I still feel like I could use it in um, Hockey East. So, I mean, ECAC, sorry. Yeah, and um, just talk about the improvements you've, also, you've made to your game so far this year. Um, and uh, how have you kind of worked on that part of your game, I guess, as the season has gone on? Um, my, I, did, I got hurt um, for, like, in the middle stretch there around Thanksgiving. So that kind of, like, threw me for a loop. Um, but I'm just trying to work on, like, 
puck possession really. Um, and I, we're really lucky um, with our coaching staff. Like they make the time for us to have skills and all that stuff. So that's been really good. Um, and I think a lot of it's just building confidence, especially after being off for so long because of COVID, like not having a season last year. Um, and I wasn't really on the ice as much. So it's definitely like, it's just takes time to like readjust to the game, but. Yeah, no, and just talk about, like, is that what you think you've improved on the most in your game is just kind of that puck possession? Or is that something that you're always just trying to work on for, for uh, yes, adjusting to the new style of play um, in the new conference that you're a part of now? Yeah, I think it's also, yeah, like, that's something I, I try and focus on, like, especially recently. But I also think we have a new, we had we got a new coaching staff this year. So I think a lot of improvements that have come to not just my game, but to everybody's game is, like, a really disciplined playing style um that our coach like reinforces so yeah that's like I don't know I guess a, a main focus too for us now obviously you kind of you're kind of seeing right now the improvements you've made so far this year paying dividends because you got your first um, point with Brown in the game against Holy <laughs> Cross uh just talk about what it was like getting that point with Brown and what it meant to yourself and uh and just yeah what do you I guess remember from that game um getting that point um, it was it was exciting. It was my first like, it's funny. I'm like technically a junior, like school wise. Um, so it's like funny to be getting my first point with Brown just because of last year. And then I was obviously a Providence the year before. Um, so it was exciting. Um, kind of like the same. I mean, I would I would have loved it to be a goal. Um, but I'm excited for. I was kind of just felt like a long time coming. Like I was like finally, thank God, <laughs> um, I could do something. But yeah, I don't know. Kind of the same feeling of like when I when I got to put my jersey on for the first time, my brown jersey. It felt like I don't know. I just felt grateful to be in in the spot I am right now at Brown. Yeah, especially since, like you said, you didn't have that season last year. So I feel like it kind of adds to that gratefulness. Yeah, definitely. Now you've played some good teams so far this year. You've played teams like Colgate and Holy Cross, like I just mentioned. So talk about what you've learned in those games, even though your team didn't win, and how you're going to use some of those results um, heading into the second half of the season. Um, so it's funny you mentioned Colgate. That's actually the game I got injured in. So I, I don't, I wasn't there. <laughs> um, I was at the hospital for the second and third. Um, but I. I mean, from what I did play, and, like, I played a little bit of the first, um, but they're a really fast-paced team. I think, like, definitely it reminded me of, like, hockey – I mean, of, yeah, hockey East style a bit. Um, just, like, a really fast, like, high-skill-level team. Um, maybe similar to, like, Northeastern or something like that. Like, just – yeah, they're, they were, they're good players. Um, but I think, like, in games like that, it's always – exciting to get to play up not play up to but um I don't know be pushed to like see what we can do against a really good team like that um and Holy Cross I think was like a tough loss I think we were really in that game we were out shooting them for a lot of the game um but you know sometimes it doesn't go your way um, but it's definitely fun too playing those like out of conference games. And I have some friends on Holy Cross from high school, so it's always fun too to like switch conferences and and see people you don't normally get to play against. So yeah, and obviously dealing with that injury, like you said, um, just talk about I guess what was your mindset like um, leaving that game against Colgate, and how did you kind of what was the recovery process like um, getting through your injury? Just because obviously it seemed pretty serious if um, you went to the hospital during the game. Yeah, it was, um, I, it was a back injury. Um, I mean, I, for like the first week, I just was trying to focus on like being able to move again. <laughs> um, and that kind of thing. But I, I just had to take it day by day. It was like tough because there was no real like timeline. Um, it was just like on how much I could handle coming back. And like, I wasn't exactly sure how long it would take, but fortunately it, it wasn't, uh, like too long maybe like three weeks um if I could guess but um so I don't know I was just like excited to get back in the lineup um I hadn't really been injured before not that it was like some crazy thing or like I was out a really long time but it definitely puts in perspective like when you're watching 
your team play, like how badly you want to be out there and whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> and just how quickly things can like switch, like yeah, snap your finger just because like you know you're used to playing all the time, and then all of a sudden you know you're out for three weeks. You know, it's kind of yeah. something you have to adjust to, and something that you're not used to as well. Yeah, definitely. Now, um, there are a lot of new players on your team, I guess, including yourself. So how have you guys gotten to know each other and bond as a team uh, with almost half the team being new players? Yeah, I think that, that's been a really, like, interesting aspect of our team just because my, like, technical junior class is really small. There's only two other girls in it, and then we just have our seniors. So, like, over 50% of the team, this is their first year of college hockey, um, which I think, like – it's tough sometimes to have a young team, like just because the the jump from like high school to college could be uh, difficult. But um, our seniors have done a really good job of like leading us and making sure everyone feels like comfortable. And because it, it freshman year, I know can be hard just for whatever, like just your first time being at school. Um, so yeah, I we have a really good class of seniors, um, and like our coaches have done a lot to try and, and make us like bond as a team because it's their first year in the program too. Um, so I think we're at a really good point. Like we, we all get along really well off the ice, which is always obviously fun um, and creates a good environment. Yeah, what, yeah. What are some things that your team has done, I guess, to try to create that bond like you ta- were talking about since there's only since, especially with the seniors on the team that have been there for a while. Yeah. Um, we, we've done, like, dinners in small groups. Like, we always have team meal, obviously, um, before games, which is nice. I also think that just, like, traveling and being on the road makes everyone closer, like, just, you know, like, long bus hours and conversations and stuff like that. Um, so it's been really fun, like, seeing us start to gel more um, off the ice, too. I want to kind of segue and talk about your off season and kind of talk about how you prepared for your first year with Brown. So um, how was your off season this year? Did you do anything interesting, whether it was hockey related or non-hockey related? Um, not like not interesting. I was working for a loan agency, which like isn't, is as boring as it sounds. Um, but so yeah, that was my like summer job. And then for training, actually, I was in a really good group, um, of like college and juniors players um, in like Westchester um, with, it's called method hockey. I'll give them a shout out. Um, But yeah, so that was, that was great. Um, So I was able to skate more than the the previous summer, just because that was like the height of COVID kind of where ranks were were like closed down. So it was hard to get ice. Um, So that was nice being able to get consistent like ice slots with really good players and skills and good coaches and stuff. and then just for, I don't know, like working out, I just did the same. I usually do. Actually, I got into CrossFit, which was fun. This summer, just something different, new way to train. Because I definitely find I like to switch it up. It's kind of like, I don't know, it could be a grind sometimes. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, especially with CrossFit. Does, is there like, what advantages of doing that type of workout do you see like translate on the ice? Um, I definitely just all around got a lot stronger, like faster than I have before. Like, I had always lifted, obviously, in, like, off-seasons previously. Um, But I think with CrossFit, I don't know, like, I'm not a trainer, but (laughs) um, I definitely feel like I built muscle, um, like, in between – in the off-season, so which obviously just helps your game all around to be, like, stronger, um, especially for, like, a smaller player. Um, And I think they also – there's, like, a lot of cardio workouts incorporated into CrossFit, so – that's always good, obviously, for being yeah. in shape. Yeah, no, kudos to you because I could not do CrossFit. It looks dangerous <laughs> just watching some of the YouTube videos. Yeah, I know. Some of the stuff that they do, I'm like, I don't know. Um, but it's, yeah. not, it's not as crazy, I think, as, as the reputation it gets. It was, like, pretty mm-hmm. – it was, like, just, like, a normal, normal enough gym. But – and how was it working at that loan agency? I know you think it sounds boring, but to me it sounds pretty interesting. Just because, <laughs> um, I took a finance class last semester, so I'm assuming you probably learned something from that. Yeah, no, yeah, I did. I definitely did. Um, I was so I was actually working there for a long time because I was off, or I took like a semester off um, the year before when our season was canceled. So I was working there just for like 
a, a long time, like a lot of months. Um, but it was cool. I definitely, I'm not, I'm a political science major at Brown. So I like don't have really any background in like the kind of financial side of things. So it was definitely like just good learning experience. Um, and it was my first time working in like an office setting. So that's always good too. I felt like an adult. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it was good. Yeah. That must be adjustment to work in an office just because like, you know, you're sitting down for most of the day. Like for me, like I need to be like standing up and like active and I feel like yeah. working in an office would definitely be an adjustment for myself. Yeah, it was definitely, it was like a really fun, like young kind of office, like it reminded me of like the internship or something. Like there was like scooters and stuff in there oh, and wow. like, people worked out and it was like, so it was a fun environment to be in. But yeah, definitely, it, definitely the hours got like, long sometimes um I could also work remotely though which was nice so sometimes I would work from home which is like I don't know a new a new era we're in so oh yeah I know constantly adjusting so that's something that I've had to get used to and same with other people so but kind of getting back to your training kind of side what challenges I guess did you face um training I guess preparing with Brown because um obviously two years ago everything was shut down then last summer things were kind of like in kind of a roller coaster. Sometimes things would be restricted mm -hmm. sometimes things would be shut down and then sometimes things would be open. So I guess, how'd you kind of handle all those challenges? Um, getting ready for your first year with Brown. Um, I don't know. I think everyone, like we're kind of all in the same boat with COVID um, trying to just like navigate it. So I, this past summer was like, I didn't, I was fortunate enough not to really face as many restrictions. I think a lot of them are like lifted in, in, I guess it's also state by state sometimes, but, um, so I was still able to get to the rank in the gym, like consistently. Um, I really think the biggest like challenge for COVID was just missing that season. I think for all of us, like it's, it didn't, I didn't realize how, like how much a year off does to you until, until we got into this season. I was like, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, I forgot how to play hockey, but no, it's nice being like into the swing of things more. And how did you kind of like get rid of the rust, I guess, from not playing any hockey at all, or at least competitive hockey until this past fall, pretty much? Yeah. Um, I mean, our, actually, our coaches did a really good job, um, like, scheduling scrimmages for us before we had league games. We played the Buttes, which was fun um, and, like, kind of different. So – and then we had – we scrimmaged Yale um, – like all before our first actual game. So I think that was really good, just like getting into the swing of things before they like counted towards our record. Um, so yeah, that, that definitely helped a lot. Otherwise it just kind of took time. Mm -hmm. And has it been an adjustment kind of balancing both school and hockey so far this year, just because you're back in the swing of things. And I assume for at least last semester uh, classes were in person because for me, my first year of college was all online and now this year it's in person. So it's been kind of, kind of adjusting kind of the way I learn. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely, like, weird switching back um, after being online. I'm sure you felt the same way, obviously, you're a student. Um, but I this year, I guess, was a readjustment, too. Um, like, just being back in the full, like, student-athlete grind because the last year, the first semester when I was on campus, like, it was all online. We, like, barely had hockey. Um, but yeah, I don't, this semester I had a lot of, I had to take a lot of requirements. So it was like, it was a lot of work, but, um, it's, I mean, just get through it. I go to the library a lot. I like it there. We, my team does too. Um, so it's nice too, like having your teammates kind of like balancing the same thing and understanding, um, whatever and helping each other manage stress and whatnot. Especially at Brown too, because the academic workload's a little bit, um, heavier than other schools just because it's an Ivy League education so was that kind of an adjustment for you um like coming from PC or just like in general just because you have more academic uh, work to do in yeah. school versus maybe other universities that you might have been a part of before um, Brown yeah it's definitely a lot of work but I it's like so worth it that the quality of education is great and the professors um and like I I try and remind myself like how lucky I am to be here at a school like this and to be getting this education. So when, when it feels like a lot, I don't know, I always remember that it's such a privilege. So 
Yeah. I think the biggest adjustment for myself has been kind of the testing actually, because mm-hmm. taking a test online, I don't know if you had the opportunity to do that versus taking a test in person is completely different. So yeah, it's kind of, that's been, yeah. that was kind of the biggest adjustment actually uh, for me was um, taking a test in person. Cause I took one last semester, obviously. And that was the first test I took in person since high school. So it was oh definitely my gosh. Adjustment. What, what year are you again? I'm a sophomore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that wow, that's so crazy. My f- freshman year, I took I took tests in person, obviously, but yeah, no, that's definitely a big adjustment. Luckily, I, a lot of my friends who are like a more business or like science major and test a lot have like said that. Luckily, I'm more of a writing major, so I haven't had to take like any tests. But yeah, I could really imagine the the difference. Oh, yeah, especially because the classes I had to take tests in weren't, like, major classes. So at least the school mm-hmm. I go to, you have to take a few general education requirements yeah. in order to get your degree. So, like, I had to take math and English and just all these classes that I took in high school I have to take again in college yeah. because yeah. of the requirement. So it was just kind of hard to adjust to that. But luckily I got through it, and now I can focus more on my major classes for at least this semester and then hopefully most of my junior year as well. So you know what you're majoring in already, I'm guessing? Yes. I'm yeah. a communications major, so hopefully to get into broadcasting after college. That's probably yeah. why I started the podcast, was to get experience in that. Yeah, well, it's it's really taken off. It's cool to follow mm-hmm. um, and, like, see people get featured and whatever. So I think you're doing a really cool thing. Thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Now, I kind of want to transition back to your kind of career for a little bit. I kind of want to start off talking about the beginning of your career because you're from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, talk mm-hmm. about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey because I'm from Boston and I feel like it's similar but also I feel like it's a little bit different as well yeah um it's funny for girls hockey specifically like where you are geographically could have a really big difference in your career so like for example Boston's like a really good area for girls hockey um I think Philly's getting there they're like trying to rebuild the um, junior flyers program. Like they've had some success, I think in the last couple of years, but I was like too young for that curve. Um, so I started playing hockey at actually the same rank that my dad grew up playing at. Um, he like live, we live in the same neighborhood that he grew up in, um, which is cool. So it's like, it's a really small rank. I grew up playing boys, um, really tight knit community. My older brother and sister played there too. Um, and then I was playing with, selects hockey um I, I'm maybe you're familiar it's like a tournament program for girls and that's when Naha saw me at like a showcase and that was like the best decision really because I knew if I wanted to continue and play at a high level or and like eventually play in college I would have to like probably go to some sort of prep school just because like the Philly area for girls hockey wasn't great um but I was – playing boys definitely helped my game a lot, too, like, just to get a jump. I mean, I was young, but at that age. So I'm grateful for that experience. Now, who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone on the Flyers, or was it a female player on the national team? Um, I always loved Kendall Coyne um, on the national team. She's so fast. Um, but from – the Flyers, actually, it's a funny story. My, I, I was, like, at the beach – and met Jeff Carter um, back when he played for the Flyers and he like signed a cup for me or something. So he was like always my favorite player after that. And then he got traded, but. <laughs> yeah, no, that Flyers team, I don't know if he was a part of the 2010 team that made it all the way to the Stanley Cup, but no, that team was pretty fun to watch. Uh, my best yeah. friend was a huge Mike Richards fan growing up. Oh so yeah. I knew a lot about the Flyers. Um, That's back funny. In that yeah. Area. My uh, dad is like the biggest Flyers fan in the world. <laughs> Well, eventually Richards got traded to the Kings and won two cups, but he was a great player to watch. It's kind of funny because a lot of people now, I don't think know who he is, but it was just crazy. Yeah. Because in the early 2010s, he was like one of the best players in the NHL. Yeah. I, it's crazy how, how new talent comes in. Yeah. So no, he was fun to watch, but no, did you get to, how many, did you get to go to Flyers games growing up? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Fan. Yeah. I, not like a lot, but it was always like a treat for my birthday or whatever. Um, growing up to get to go to a game their Philly fans are <laughs> are notorious but very it's there is always good environment and I love getting to see a hockey game I haven't been to like 
a pro game in a really long time now that I think of it. Yeah, but, I don't think – I haven't been to one since COVID began. Yeah, so yeah I guess because of COVID, yeah. Crazy. What's it like uh, with being in that stadium, though? Because I was told if I ever wanted to go to a Flyers game, I couldn't wear any of my Bruins stuff just because those fans would – Oh, yeah. Lot, so. <laughs> no, definitely uh, not. Your experience of what it's like um, being in that city because the f- sports fans seem very intense, but you kind of love that in some ways as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I love Philly through and through. Um, I think it's a great city. Uh, yeah, the, the fans are crazy. I think the – the Flyers fans are probably second worst. I think Eagles games are like really crazy. Um, but yeah, definitely would not recommend wearing Bruins jersey. <laughs> You'll definitely get like heckled and whatever. Oh yeah, no, I would never yeah. wear a Patriots People jersey. People get thrown out all the time. So yeah, no, <laughs> no. But no, that's crazy. And obviously, for you, grew up growing up in Philly, and then going to um, Selects, then eventually going to Naha. Just talk about the opportunity of going to Naha. What made you kind of want to go to that um, program before heading off to college hockey? And what was that like, kind of process like for you? Um, so I like Naha because it was, it's like, I don't know if you know anything about it, um, but it's like, a. have actually seen some, some old teammates on here, but um, it's like a five month program. So it's just for the hockey season. Um, so I like that because I was able to still like have some sense of like a normal high school experience um like going I went to like a local high school um in the Philly area so that's like really what drew me to Naha and also just like they have such a great reputation of sending girls to division one programs and um it really does like emulate the the college hockey lifestyle like I mean as much as it can um like it's a lot it's it's a lot of hockey there but I'm really grateful to have gone to Naha. And so, like, it's definitely why I am where I am. Um, so, yeah. I talk about your experience at Naha. Um, what's, like, the best memory you have with that program? And um, talk about some of the players you got to play with, too, because I feel like I've definitely interviewed some of your teammates and I just never knew about it. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, the, the cool – my favorite thing about Naha is, like, one, it's, it's really tight-knit because you – it's the like setup of it is just to the two teams like U19 and U16 um like living in a house (laughs) um so you're together all the time so you obviously get really close um so a lot of my best friends are still from there and we all keep in touch but the best thing is that like I get to play now against so many old teammates which is really fun um and same with when I was in hockey east um so that's like the best I mean I think everyone to some extent has that experience, but I feel like I could, I know someone on like every team, which is always fun. Um, but I don't know what the rest of the question was. No, just like, what's the best memory you have with that team? Um, and um, Just talk about like, who are some of the players you got to play with there as well? So like specifically. Um, so specifically is Anna Gallagher. She's actually on my team now. Um, and it's funny. She was like, my best friend throughout Naha. Um, so it's like funny. We ended up in college together too. Um, we were roommates there and stuff. So that's been really fun. She's, she's so much fun to play with. Um, she's a great hockey player. Um, um, in within, um, the ECAC Skylar Podby, I don't know. She is on St. Lawrence. So I got to play her this year. It's her last year. Um, which is always fun. Um, I know Emma, and Kate, Emma Wuthridge and Kaylee Donnelly on BU. Um, so that was always really fun playing them when I was at Providence. Um, but, yeah, Naha was, was a great experience. It was really fun. And how did that experience, like, help prepare you for college hockey um, with Brown and Providence? Um, was it kind of just the lifestyle you were living in, or was it also partly because of the talent you were playing with as well? I think a lot because of the talent. Um, I think a lot also because of our schedule. Like we just we just played a lot of games, um, and we got to. I mean, we were on the ice every day, um, which I think is is great for a high school program. Um, so, yeah, I I definitely felt well prepared. Also, just like living away from home at a younger age, I think forces you kind of to mature faster in some ways. So, like obviously that um 
but also just like the connections that Naha has with, with colleges and stuff was, was a huge asset. So now was it hard kind of living away from home for the first time um, when you went with Naha? Um, like, yeah, I mean, of course I went in as a freshman, so I was like 13 or 14, I guess. Um, so it's just like, I, I don't know, an adjustment, but I'm definitely like grateful for it. Um, and I was able, my parents were able to like visit sometimes, which was nice, um, and see games. And then I also like love Naha because I was able to be at home. Um, for part of the year so it didn't feel like as as long so before heading off to brown you obviously played for providence um talk about your experience with that team um and like what do you when you what do you take away from it um, when you look back on it now um yeah i love providence i like i don't know i think sometimes when people transfer like it could be implied or something that there's like bad blood or whatever, but I really like Providence. Um, I had a, such a great team there. Um, and it's nice. Brown is so close to Providence. Um, it's like 10 minutes, they're like 10 minutes apart. So I'm still able to see, um, like my old teammates and friends from there, um, and everything. And we got to play them in the Maris cup, which was really fun. Um, and I got to see my old coaches who I love, um, from there. So I had a good time at Providence. Like it just wasn't really the right fit for me. Like outside of hockey, I think, um, which is important because you never know. And I don't know. I wanted to to make the most out of my four years. So, Yeah, kind of kind of, kind of answered some of my next question, but kind of what led to your decision to transfer and just talk about um, the process of transferring in college hockey, just because it's a kind of a strange and unique uh, thing to go through. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like I said, it, it just wasn't really like the right fit. I think it's hard, like, now they change the rules, but you, like, we would be recruiting so young in high school that I feel like I didn't really know what I wanted in a school yet. Um, so, I, yeah, that's, like, really my reason behind transferring. Um, sorry, I'm saying um a lot. <laughs> and I obviously don't do interviews a lot. But anyway. Mm, oh, transferring – I don't know. I'm sure you know about the process, but you just go, I just entered the portal. Like I just spoke, obviously spoke to my coaches on my team and um, like would never like had those conversations and whatever. And my coaches were really supportive, which I'm grateful for um, and like helpful during the whole process. Like, which, which is always good to have people in your corner um, and made it like a bit less scary, I think, because obviously it's like a toss up. You don't really know whatever. Um, but the, the transfer portal is really cool. It just, like, fits your name out to all these coaches. So it was pretty, like, it was not – I don't want to say easy or anything, but, like, it, it happened really fast. I also think I transferred – I missed, like, the really bad time to transfer because it was right at the end of my freshman year when COVID, like, first hit. So it just, like, whatever it happened. It actually gave me, like, a lot of extra time to, like, do it all and like talk to schools and stuff um but then I think after like the next year it got the transfer portal got like so crowded just because of fifth years and all that stuff and whatever so I'm I'm lucky with the timing and what made you kind of want to go to Brown versus other schools uh, you might have looked at um when you're in the portal um my sister went to Brown um she didn't play or anything but so I just like knew I'd like the school um and I had a cousin who went here and played football actually and he loved it so I don't know I had always like and also it's close to Providence so that was definitely like a plus um and I just love Brown it's like it's a beautiful campus and the academics are so great um which was really like a primary concern for me like in transferring um so I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't ask for a better fit. Also my friend Anna's here. So that's like the, the silver or icing on the cake, I guess. Oh yeah, definitely. And it must've been kind of cool to also play some of your former teammates against Providence. Uh, yeah. Was, yeah. It was really that? fun. Um, talk about that. I should have asked that question. Oh no. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it was really fun. Uh, it was a bummer because the Mary's Cup obviously was canceled the second year. Um, 
or myself or I don't even know what like what to call myself these days but and what my sophomore website year. it says you're a sophomore stuff so yeah going with. <laughs> yeah um but it was really fun we were like like just some chirp at at the face off or whatever and like like one at one point the ref is like telling us to like whatever and you know as because we were obviously old teammates um so that was a good time and, and just like seeing everyone after the game and stuff um because the seasons get so busy and now with COVID it's like it's dip- more difficult to see people I think so it was it was nice and it's right around the holidays which was fun so my parents got to come up and see some old parents from their team um so it's good it's a good community yeah I love Providence like the city um so yeah now something else I want to ask you was um something that was introduced to college hockey last year was three and three overtime. And I kind of want to get your opinion on it because um, they're as a fan, they're fun to watch, but I want to ask you what's it like as a player to be a part of those overtime situations, watch them happen on the bench, but also participate in them in practice as well. Um, I think, yeah, it is fun in practice to practice. I mean, three and three is like, I think as fun to play as it is to watch. Like it's, it's, it's fast and there's a lot of space and whatever. Um, like you can possess the puck really more, I feel like. Um, but I don't, I'm like trying to think. I think that the only time I've played three on three, or maybe it happened twice this season that we were in that situation. Um, yeah, I think it's fun. I was, I've gotten more used to it now, just like from practicing and stuff. Um, but you really, I, I like remember this play so well. I like wasn't man to man with with my girl, and like that's like a huge part of three on three um, when you're defending. So um, I won't make that mistake again. But um, yeah, I really like three on three. I think it's fun, mm-hmm. exciting, and whatever. So yeah, and I hate games that end in ties. That's like the worst part I of know. college hockey. So that's like it kind of a it makes the chances of a tie happening um, much less if. There's three and three overtimes. That's why I like it personally. I hate ties. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Brutal. Oh, yeah, so those are the worst. But uh, last hockey question before we get into the non-hockey segment is just what do you take away from your hockey experience at Brown so far? Um, like, what do you mean? <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, just what have you taken away from your hockey experience at Brown so far? Like when you look back on it now, obviously it's your first year playing, but um, just talk about just as a whole what the experience has been like for you. I know it's kind of a broad question, but I'm just kind of curious as when yeah, you. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I should have like. Um, what it's better. like. Um, I I love playing for Brown. I think it's like a really deeply like rich history. It's actually kind of a funny thing. My my current coach. Um, Coach Mel Ruzzi played at Providence College in college, and her partner right now played at Brown. So it's always fun, like, having – when she comes to visit and whatever, um, and, like, their little rivalry. Um, but, yeah, Brown has a really great – we have, like, a just a really good, rich history um, and tradition. And this year has been really cool, like I mentioned earlier, with the new renovations. Um, we got, like, all our space completely redone, which is funny. I didn't even see the old – I've never even seen the old um, locker room um, because I couldn't, like, tour when I was transferring because of COVID and everything. So uh, we're really grateful for that and, like, all the the support that's been given to our program um, and, like, the belief that we can kind of rebuild it. And I think it's exciting to be a part of something that – like, I think it's exciting to be the underdog. Um, I think we've had, I think we're on the come up um, and I'm really grateful to be a part of this program at this time. Um, we have a, like a lot of talent on our team and we have really great coaching staff. So I think it's, it's exciting. Um, and just to be at a school like Brown is obviously a great experience. And I have, we have such a good team this year too, that it's like, it couldn't be better. So it's been a good first half. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. And, kind of transitioning now we're now in the segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice and if you need some time to think about um, any of these questions feel free to just uh, let me know and I can give you my answer so you have some time to think about your okay Uh, so the first question is uh, what is the most interesting thing 
you have seen or have read this week? Okay, what's yours? <laughs> uh, so for me, it was probably what something that happened uh, yesterday was when Antonio Brown, who's a football player for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, literally mm-hmm. walked off the field in the middle of the game. It's just something I've never seen before. So oh, wow. I thought that was pretty crazy, but um, hopefully it's um, – I don't know. It's definitely weird, um, but hopefully he's in the right space. Um, he seems like he might have been. He might be doing some problems right now. So hopefully everything's mm-hmm. good with him. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that was pretty crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, I've been I've been reading a book called um, "Drive Your Plow Over the Bones of the Dead." Sorry, I'm looking because it's in the corner, but um, that's good. One of my New Year's resolutions is like to to try and read more. I used to read it all the time. So this is my first book of 2022. Um, It's so weird to say 2022. Um, But yeah, anyway, I would recommend that book (laughs) if anyone's looking. Um, It's kind of like a, like a, I don't want to say a murder mystery because I feel like that gives the wrong idea. Um, It's really well written. I think it won a Nobel Prize. Like it's like a chain of events is happening and it kind of just follows the main character um, who it's like narrated by, but it's good. I, I haven't read fiction in a while. I was like, cause in the school year, I feel like it's hard to find time for like leisure reading. So trying mm-hmm. to trying to get back and do that. Yeah, no, I, I, I should read more too, but uh, I know I'm really, I'm not, I don't like books, but there's so much, I, this is going to sound, make me sound so dumb, but when there's so <laughs> many words in a book, it just like, it's kind of hard to get through it. Yeah, no, is, yeah. So. I need something that's kind of light, but like easy to get through, but also interesting to read, which is kind of yeah. a hard combination. Of <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, if I think of anything I can recommend you, I'll, I'll send it along. Awesome. But, I appreciate that. Yeah. Next non-hockey question is what music do you like to listen to? Um, I listen to a lot of oldies. Um, I like Billy Joel a lot. Um, I don't know. I'm actually not like the biggest music person, um, which I feel like people think is weird, but I, I don't know. Like <laughs> I'm not, I'm not really the person on the ox, <laughs> but yeah. you know, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I listen to pop and like whatever, um, whatever's playing in the locker room. Um, pre-game, I used to always listen to rap, but like even this year I haven't even, I like lost my headphones. So I like don't even care enough to get a new pair and whatever. Um, but when my Anna, the, my friend from Naha who plays here, sometimes will like share an AirPod on the bus, which is kind of fun to like be listening to the same song. But, um, yeah, I would say like my main genre is probably like older music. Mm -hmm. What is your biggest pet peeve? Um, hmm. My... I, I don't know who's my biggest pet peeve, but what's yours? Actually, I wanna, I'm interested. Maybe I'll get it. For me, it's probably just bad drivers or um, traffic. Um, I'm a very <laughs> impatient person, so whenever I'm stuck in traffic, it always annoys me, especially if I'm running late to something that makes me insane. So definitely traffic, especially okay. <laughs> where I'm from. It's been brutal. Oh, um, yeah, in Boston. Oh, my so, God. Like, even, like, at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday, it's still pretty bad. Like, sometimes I would take classes, so when I head home, like it won't be as bad heading home. So like, yeah, yeah. So are you? Do you live at home? Yeah, I commute back and forth. Oh, just that's to really nice. Money. Um, but so when commuting back home, like I'm like, all right, this class ends at ten thirty, and then my day's done. So hopefully, I won't hit too much traffic. And then I literally hit like an hour <laughs> traffic. So it's it's pretty brutal. Yeah, that is brutal. Yeah, Boston's notorious for bad drivers too. <laughs> well, I don't consider myself a bad driver. It's just you have to. It's, <laughs> it's sometimes like there's other people that aren't the best, and there are times though when I have to make a quick decision if I want to get somewhere quickly. I will admit that. Like, uh, <laughs> but uh, I feel like for the most part I drive pretty well. But yeah, no, there are some drivers that are pretty bad, and I feel like I'm always behind the slow drivers, and I'm always in front of yeah. the drivers that need to go like a hundred miles per hour when it's like a 30 mile per hour speed. <laughs> I, know, I know. That's like when you're running late and you only hit red lights. Um, anyway, my biggest have been, um, I hate in, in a hotel, like when the, the sheets are tucked in underneath, like I always pull them out. Um, I uh, I hate when, Oh, I wear no-show socks a lot, like the littler ones, and I I hate when they fall down. Like, I, mm-hmm. it's the worst thing ever. 
Um, I'll take my shoe off like anywhere to fix it. Um, yeah. So I guess those are some pet peeves. What is the most embarrassing moment you've ever had in your life that you would like to share on the pod? I guess. <laughs> um, I must've missed that one when I was reading through the question. My most embarrassing moment. Okay. Well that one you definitely have to share first. <laughs> well, I'll actually do for me, I'll do a hockey one. So one time in practice when I was, I think I was like in peewee or something. Uh, we did this drill where we go from the red line to the blue line, skate backwards, and then go to the other blue line, and then skate mm-hmm. backwards, and then go back to the red line. It's kind of like a zigzag motion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they do this drill in practice in college or not, but they used to do it for <laughs> us youth hockey, probably to teach us how to skate backwards better. But the goalie on our team left the door open for the bench. So when I'm skating backward on the blue line, I didn't realize it, and I accidentally fell in the bench. <laughs> I'm doing this drill, and it was pretty embarrassing, but um, I back up quickly, and um, I wasn't hurt. So that's, like, probably the most embarrassing <laughs> moment that I can think of for myself. That's not so bad. I mean, that's I've definitely gotten on the ice with skate guards on before. Um, an embarrassing – this isn't one for me, but my roommate – this is so mean. I'm suing her. But she – as a freshman, so not last year, um, was getting called for the starting lineup and she fell, which oh. was it's a funny video. Um, uh, I don't know. I've scored on my own net before. That's embarrassing. <laughs> in but, college or like in? No, not in college. Thank oh. God. Yeah. No. But just like in youth hockey, I remember it. I like I had a tip in my own net. Yeah, I don't know what's more embarrassing, like that or like getting your ankles broken and then them scoring. Because I've seen yeah. that and like always shows up on the highlight reels. <laughs> yeah. Next morning, so I don't know which one's worse. Yeah, but the it is awful. Like when we see a play against us on like the ESPN top ten or something. Like, I haven't seen any of it personally. It's more like, like I don't know, like some goals happen. Like I don't. It's always I don't know if people. I don't know if people do this, but if you ever watch like highlights of like college hockey games, it's kind of mm-hmm. funny to watch the other team when a goal is scored against them and just how pissed they are. Yeah, it's I know. Yeah, look at sometimes. <laughs> now, if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself? Um, I don't. I mean. I guess I when I first read that I was like Blake Lively obviously because she's perfect in every way <laughs> of course I'd want her to play me so I guess I'll go with her I love Blake Lively I love Gossip Girl so yeah <laughs> and you can say Blake Lively played you in a movie sometimes yeah exactly yourself, like you don't need to pick someone that looks exactly like you, <laughs> yeah. you pick someone that would be a cool person you're saying I don't look like Blake Lively that's like no like no, I'm, no, kidding, I'm kidding for me like like I would like want like Andrew Garfield to play me in a movie we look nothing alike but he's like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. It definitely don't look like like lively, but yeah, no, that's you would have Andrew Garfield. Oh yeah, I think he's a great actor. I don't know yeah, if he's he in any of his movies, but he's pretty cool. Yeah. So now I want to ask you questions about some of your teammates. So first question is, who is the funniest on the team? Um, oh, that's a tough one. I think uh, Meadow. Carmen is really, she's really funny. She's one of a kind. She's number eight. Now, you obviously have the best style on the team. That's without a doubt. You were featured on the college. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Eight, so, congrats on that. But Thank you. besides yourself, who has the best style on the team? Um, definitely Anna Gallagher. I, I think I'm biased, though, because we, our closets are like interchangeable. So, yeah. of course, I like her clothes. Have you stolen any of her outfits? Was that outfit you oh, were yeah. in from her? Cause no, kind of a, that, no was that one out. was mine. That was mine. So, <laughs> but I have stolen some, stolen some of hers. Now, if you could pick any teammate to cook a meal for yourself, which teammate would you pick? Um, definitely Lily Lacey. She's a good cook. She has a um, like Instagram page where she features stuff she cooks. Um, so definitely her. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I can't cook, so that's pretty yeah, what kind of stuff really. does she make? Um, I she make I think she bakes a lot. Um, I don't know. I haven't she's never cooked for me, so maybe maybe she'll hear this interview and <laughs> and make me something. But yeah, I, I'm not really a good cook either. I we have like a kitchen um in my apartment this year, but I don't even I don't <laughs> cook that much. Who's the best trash talker on the team? Um 
I don't know. Um, maybe Maddie Stockfish. I don't know. She's she's one of my roommates and good friends, but she gets like pissed off on ice, which is always funny. Yeah. Now back to some hockey questions. Now, first one is what should be done to help grow the women's hockey game? Um, what should be done? Yeah. And like from your perspective, cause you obviously know more than me cause you've played junior, you're in college, you go to mm-hmm. Ivy League school. So you probably have an idea of some of the inner workings of what it could be done to help grow the sport. Yeah. Um, I think like, I mean, it's like, I guess on a, on a like deeper level, but just like encouraging girls to play sports in general. Um, and I think hockey, like also specifically is seen as like, like not the most feminine sport that you could pick as a girl. Like it's not like field hockey or something. Um, but I don't know. I think so kind of like breaking, breaking that down um, and just encouraging the girl. I I think also like a lot of girls hockey players that I know it's because like their older brother played or their dad or something. So I think like, as we continue to grow the green, to grow the game, it could be, and like see more and more women in in hockey, um, younger girls would be like more encouraged to to do that. You know, like my mom played hockey rather than my dad. Oh, yeah. um, so I think I don't know that, and just like recruiting young girls to to stay with it and play. Uh, I but think- I think we've seen like a lot of improvement even since I was like growing up playing. So yeah no I think that'll be I think as as the years go on, I think you're gonna hear a lot of players at least women's hockey players say that their moms played college yeah and that's why they started, so hopefully that continues. I haven't yeah seen much very of that cool. now, but I feel like ten fifteen years from now it's gonna happen, yeah, definitely. I also think that like the leaders within the sport, like pro whatever um have done a really good job like advocating for equality um like especially recently with the i h f I'm sure you've heard about that. Um, so I don't know, just, I think like, while that's like obviously upsetting, I think the backlash that the decision received is like a, a good sign, um, like given how much people care and, and want men's and women's hockey to like eventually be on the same plane. So. Yeah. One idea I have, which I don't think any college hockey school does it. So I'm just going to keep talking about on the podcast until one does is I feel like it'd be cool to have like a scrimmage between like the men's and women's teams of each school, just because the men's fans can see your team play and then your fans can see the men's team play. And I feel yeah. Like well. I've never heard of that. That is a good idea. I bet people would show up too. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Like split the teams up like half your team and half. Yeah. The that'd be really fun. One. And like wear the road jerseys, and then half the men's team, half the other half of the women's team plays with like white jerseys. I don't know. I think that'd be cool. Oh my gosh! Watch. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, maybe we'll maybe we'll run it by our, our um, coach or something. Yeah, it's Here's a good, I guess, good competitive str- scrimmage. Yeah, just because that would be, I assume, pretty competitive between your teams. But yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Now, speaking of another one way people have been asked, another question I like to ask is, do you think body checking should be allowed in women's hockey? And if you do, why? Um, I think I, this question was interesting when I read it. I think, I actually think no. I think like a part, like when I initially read the question, I was like, yeah, like, I feel like it, I can understand why people would say yes, like given that boys can check. Um, and like, we're just as strong and whatever, but, um, I think that it gives women's hockey, like a really unique style, um, versus men's games because we can't hit. So it kind of like, like ups the pace of play or like the, you can do more creative things like without the fear that you're going to get rocked or whatever. So I I think it's a cool aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wouldn't change it. I don't like, I never feel like damn, I wish I could have hit that girl. Sorry, I swore. No, it's Um, fine. You can say whatever. (laughs) But, yeah, so. Yeah, no, I think for me, like, I would personally want to have it just because from a few aspects of it, one, you're playing against other women's hockey players, so I don't see the reason why you should be able to hit someone. But also another reason is because I think it would make the refereeing in the games more consistent, which I think it sometimes can lack, especially in women's hockey, because – I've I've watched a couple of out of conference games and it just feels like sometimes the refs are really strict about it. And then some refs are not as strict. Yeah. About it. 
And I think the refereeing should be even across the board because I think that would ultimately actually make the game safer if you knew what refs are going to be calling and what they won't be calling. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think, like, I definitely see that side of it. I I'm like would be interested, though, to see even, like, if they did allow checking – like how how much it would really like catch you know what I mean because mm-hmm. um, again like I don't feel like we feel the need to check a lot but I think you're right it might just like I think some things should be let go that are called checking um, yeah. so I think the biggest difference if it was allowed would just be more open ice hits um, yeah like the I think it's the biggest difference but um, I don't know have you have you ever checked anyone or no yeah I mean I used to play boys so. Oh. I checked and I've been checked. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I understand. Like that was that was like once boys started checking is when, like, most girls like stopped playing mm-hmm. boys hockey. Um, growing up, and I think, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think the reason that we don't check like should be because like a fear of getting hurt or something. Because that's stupid and sexist but um yeah I don't know I I don't like <laughs> I never really it doesn't bother me that we don't check yeah no I I understand your perspective it just I think it's interesting to hear other people's perspectives yeah. not just because I don't know I feel like it's majority I feel like majority of players want checking from just from my conversations I've had yeah that's interesting that's, I think it's kind of cool to hear other people's perspectives on it just because I don't know. It's like, I think it's a big topic in women's hockey. That yeah, no, it is. Up. I mean, I definitely want to be opposed to it. Mm-hmm. Now, last question before the interview ends is just, what advice would you give any younger players who are listening to this podcast on what it takes to make the D1 college hockey level or just advice in general on how to become a better hockey player? Um, I think, like, speaking to my experience, I, I was, like, really fortunate um in the coaches that I've had and whatever um and the opportunities that I was given um like to go to Naha or to even to transfer and whatever um but I think that the biggest thing is just being proactive um and like you know like showcasing yourself at any chance you can like before college um and then like kind of getting your name out to schools um and and I think I guess to a younger Person, I would say don't rush um, in like choosing a school because I think I rushed a little bit, um, and whatever. Like I'm, I'm really grateful for my experience at PC actually, and wouldn't I don't think I would do anything differently. But yeah, just I don't know. You're young, making that decision. So, mm-hmm. well, do you have any shout-outs you'd like to give uh, to any of your teammates, former teammates, friends, family members, anyone that you might have forgot to mention throughout this podcast, or just shout out someone that you might have mentioned in this interview again? So, um, I mean, all, all my old coaches, obviously, like through Naha, um, kind of really helped me get to where I am. Um, but for right now, I would love to shout out my my current coaches um, at Brown. They've they've really done a lot for the program so far like the difference is already night and day um of and that's not to say anything about our old coaches at all but um I just mean like they they've really come in and are trying to turn the program around and really believe in us and show us that every day so I'm definitely grateful to play under them um yeah and (laughs) I shout out my team I, I love them and we're having a fun year so well, thank you so much, Sonia, for coming on. I really appreciate it. It means so much to myself. I wish you nothing but the best uh, for the rest of the regular season. I know you're going to do great, and I wish you nothing but the best for the rest of your time. I'm in college hockey, and I know you're going to do great as well. Take thank care you. and stay safe. And, yeah, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much. It was really nice chatting with you. Um, and I, I love what you're doing. Thank you so much for listening to today's interview of College Hockey Talk. If you want to check out our older interviews, make sure to do that. You can do that on the Apple Podcast page, Spotify account, or our YouTube channel where you can watch many different interviews from this podcast. Uh, Make sure you follow our social media accounts at College Hockey Talk, and I'll see you guys next time with another great interview. But until then, take care and have a great day. Bye.
talk to me It's what I want the most in my life They say you're out of my league But I don't give a damn, no Deep down, I know you want it You wanna take a leap and jump in Oh, oh, oh You wanna fall in love You get 